My name is Stephen Blacksmith, and I am a psychopath. As a kid, I always wondered why I didn't laugh at the same things people laughed at, or, or why I never felt bad when a family member died. There was this distance I put between myself and my friends and family. I, I couldn't really connect on any sort of emotional level. And I lived that way for 20-some years before I finally figured out what was so different about me. With the help of therapists, a neuropsychologist, and just looking back at my own history, I discovered that I had psychopathy. It was a liberating experience. As I delved deeper into what it meant to be a psychopath, I embraced this darker side of me. I set out to talk with people about why they are the way they are, and just how much of our lives are ruled and molded by emotion and empathy. I realized that I could look at things without the hindrance of blind emotion. This thing, this psychopathy, isn't a burden to be hidden. This is a tool to be used to benefit my life. This is a dangerous weapon to combat oppression and fight neurotypical human failings. This is what makes the protector, and what makes the outlaw. This is that sexy kind of crazy. Easy there. Did I get too there? Sorry. No, that's fine. You're good. Uh, well, and if I'm not hitting the table, we're off to a great start. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we're not in the the hot other room, which oh, maybe yeah. is quieter, but I yeah. would rather there be ambient noise and cooler. This one's a bit echoier. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Do, do people who listen to podcasts a lot notice that? So I listen to podcasts a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, on last podcast on the left, they'll apologize. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't... I don't hear is it. There, is there something No, I just wrong? listened to a lizard people, and they're like, the air conditioning was on. I was like, I don't hear it. Too. Is yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, my favorite murders recorded in, a like, an attic or a living room or something. Uh, Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris's podcast is recorded in her living room. It's... It doesn't matter. No one knows. I mean, yeah. these mics are... You just gotta be, like, so close to them, but... No one hears anyway. Don't make out with the mic. <laughs> you got to kind of make mic. out with the mic. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no tongue because you might. Uh, oh man! One time I was stupid and uh, it was in a, I was working not with a microphone but with a clearcom box in a theater like a, a communication like a headset. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, it was live and my friends like uh, yeah just uh, put your tongue in the um, in the XLR port. Oh no. And uh, I just took this box. It's like, uh, yeah, whatever, like 20 bucks. And he's like, okay. And I electrocuted myself. Ooh. I licked this live male XLR yeah. port, which sounds sexier than it is. And uh, I could have died. It was pretty great. How, how much it, it was enough shock that you noticed it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, absolutely. I've only ever electrocuted myself on um, Christmas lights. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like plugging them in. And it was just like a... I don't think Christmas lights like, could uh, kill you. Like a Christmas tingle. vacation? Yeah. Kind of? But not in like a violent oh. sort of way. I just yeah. like trembled a little bit. Well, yeah, because it's all regulated a little bit. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, but an XLR <laughs> port. No, I mean, that's just 
Well, it's not coming out of the wall. Like if it was, you know, a Edison plug or something like that, like the two pound plug, be here. I would be dead. Yeah. yeah, but an XLR port, that one's regulated. It's fine. It wasn't enough to kill me. Just enough to just make me a little crazy. I guess maybe that's what was wrong with me. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so my guess that explains today, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stephen Armijo. Hello. My guest. My dude. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for thinking of me. Absolutely. And I had to think of you because you are, I guess, my favorite meme person sharer in the whole world. And you share memes, like, constantly. I don't know how you even have time to do this. You're a busy guy. What do you do? Uh, I'm a teacher. What do you teach? I teach English at a, at a high school in town uh, for the sake of some anonymity i won't say which one. Oh, absolutely yeah but, i don't um, want you to so i'm an english teacher uh it does seem like mm-hmm. i'm on facebook way more than yeah. i actually am i mean maybe i'm on it like more than the average bear but really i don't spend too much time on there and i feel like you know with algorithms and everything mm-hmm. facebook definitely has like locked and loaded everything that i would share pretty much right away okay so i think that's partly how that works is it creates the illusion that i'm like sure yeah searching for this stuff just join a few uh pages that you like and then i've I've liked a lot of things and so they just kind of pop up on my feed right away well i guess that makes sense twitter's the same way you know i always share just celebrities tweets because they're hilarious and ready to go exactly and and so usually i'll just share a bunch of things right away if i'm if i'm interested in it or if i think it looks worth sharing or if it makes me laugh or if it makes you laugh exactly yeah. and occasionally they'll have a political bent to them uh like this one you shared today with uh from arrested development the patriarch bluth and he has uh juxtaposed with donald trump's hair yes and he's quoted with a real quote from the show that says there's a good chance i may have committed some light treason brilliant meme it is hilarious yeah. and it's absolutely brilliant uh, it's never too crazy or anything, and we'll get to the other side of this bipartisan alley, yeah, two-party crap system that we have in America. Uh, oh, someday. <laughs> well, and there's definitely things that, like, uh, sometimes there are things that pop up on my feed that I, I will laugh at, but mm-hmm. I won't share for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's just too far Um. Let me, I'm trying to think of an example. Or... So uh, I follow a, a Catholic memes site that on occasion has a really funny meme. Okay. Like, I mean, you are Catholic. I'm very so. Catholic, uh, but not in like a jerky sort of way. <laughs> okay. um, and maybe this would like elaborate that. So uh, most of the memes on there are like pretty off, just not funny mm-hmm. or not worth sharing. Uh, every so often I'll find a meme that like I laugh at. Mm-hmm. But I think eh, I don't really, or I or I won't laugh at it. So there was one. Um, if I can remember the meme correctly, it was something along the lines of the. I think it was the Jim looking smugly. Jim from oh, the yeah, office yeah. looking smugly through the the window where he's kind of like perched and he's like got a smirk. He d- he doesn't have the typical Jim face. It looks like he did something and like is smirking about it. Mm-hmm. And this one, the quote above it said, um, "In a nutshell, it was like Jews: colon uh, kill Jesus 
and then three days later and it's jesus smugly like <laughs> looking at you okay oh hi we have a friend <laughs> um and the reason i didn't share that one is i felt like without getting into a huge theological discussion as to like mm-hmm. who's responsible for the death of jesus um just blanket as jews not even like jewish people or like israel Mm -hmm. the the israelites or whatever it just felt so like off color and anti-semitic to me that i didn't share it and then what was funny is a couple days later they posted the same meme okay edited oh and in this case it was like the jewish hierarchy I feel like this is exactly like every cat meme. It's like we're living a meme right now. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a cat just crawling all over our recording equipment right now. He was. He's he's gone. Yeah, I think she loves uh, Stephen. Yeah, I get it's to see beard. that often. Yeah. No, exactly. I need to come visit more. Um, and so they edited the meme, but it was still just not like. It still sucked. Uh, and I'll admit, when I first saw it, I like chuckled, but I thought you know what, uh, I know this doesn't sit well with me. This mm-hmm. isn't something I want to in- endorse, I suppose, now that I curate a kind of unofficial meme page. So there are things like, that was one that I didn't share. Yeah. yeah. And there are things like when I think of comedy, I do write tweets yeah. that could be like controversial sometimes, but they're pretty funny. Yeah. But I, I sometimes have to post or edit them like three or four times and like delete and then rewrite it yeah because it's just like it doesn't have the right bent to it yes that makes it less uh like mean toward a certain party or religion or whoever if it's funny but something is distracting from the comedy exactly yeah yeah and it just doesn't work but uh we can talk about that because you know if you could go to the complete opposite side where uh I think the far right doesn't have a very good sense of humor, like, at all. It's just not funny. Absolutely. I don't think Pepe memes are that funny. Every so often I'll see a funny... There's one that I do like on Mm -hmm. the far right. Uh, There there was uh, on election day, uh, or inauguration day, so when uh, Trump was in... became president. Yeah. There was a... (laughs) There was footage of um, a protester. Okay. And, like, as he was being inaugurated, was, like, fell to the ground screaming. And I, like, totally get it. Like, yeah. it was, you know, a, a dark time. Uh-huh. And I and I understood the sentiment. But it was so dramatic yeah. that I could not help but laughing. It's um, awful. Did you see last season of American Horror Story? No. Oh, yeah. It's all about that. Was it about that? Yeah. Like, people freaking out? Yeah. As soon... It was, like all these shots of the election and the results and then the, yeah. the heroes of the story were just screaming. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. No. It was like that. And I w- and and maybe, you know, I as a as a white passing um Mexican uh, <laughs> yeah. male cisgender straight male. Mm-hmm. I I have the privilege that at least in a lot of ways my life will not be drastically uh I'm not fearful for my life currently. Yeah, because you can pass. Yeah. So and so wearing a red hat right now. Exactly. I'm wearing a red hat (laughs) right now. If you didn't, it's it's got a um, a Dia de los Muertos skull on Mm -hmm. it though. So, uh, but if you didn't see that, it I guess it could look like I was wearing a. I never even thought about that. Maybe, but never I don't think they have the kind no, of beard that you do no. or the uh, man bun that you got going. No, that's yeah. the man bun gives it away. Then I'm not. 
but that one was really funny. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of memes of that person screaming about like stupid stuff. But for the most mm-hmm. part, you're right. I, I don't, I, I have a few very far right leaning friends. Yeah, you do. I, yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> uh, and there's one guy who posts things that I, I never think are funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another friend that I have. He's a far right libertarian that I'm, I'm sure many people on my feed know. Yes. Um, very well. I'm and, on his page right now. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he does post very reverent content. But I will say I do laugh at a lot of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of his libertarian memes are pretty. I will of, say yeah. libertarian memes are pretty. They've got a better sense of humor than the far right. That's true, but I, I think he's more upfront about his, or in denial, or like upfront but seemingly also in denial about his like race and tendencies. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. I and, think yeah, I think weird. for the sake of this. So if you ever go on my Facebook page, you're welcome to figure out who we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, we'll just call. Can we like? Should we call him something else? What 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 are your rules for this podcast? Oh, I should call him um, Muhammad Ashram. Muhammad Ashram. Yeah. Okay. Because he does not like Muslims. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't like anybody, uh, even remotely. <laughs> not, not white. Mm. Yeah. Or uh, I don't even know how to explain him. I would say he definitely, he. I think he would, if you were to ask him, he would say, I don't dislike Muslims, but I do hate Islam. Yeah. And that's just a really stupid cop out yeah. there. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I'm distracting you. Like, like it's something yeah. totally different. Uh, it's You also fall into the same trap when you say, like, I don't hate Jews, but I really dislike Israel. As like a lot of people do that. Like me, I am not a big fan of some of Israel's policies because yeah. they remind me so much of America. Yes. But I also fall into that trap too where it's like I can't say that because then people might think I'm anti-Semitic. Well, it's, it's absolutely not true. I mean, but it, it's it's very difficult to play both sides of that field because racists do use that yeah. as a kind yeah. of way to, to deflect I, I have a hard time. Um, I so uh, so my significant other, uh, mm-hmm. she's she's of Jewish heritage. Yeah. Um, and so and, and I've been pretty vocally uh, anti-Israeli government lately. Yeah. Um, but I I'm, I feel like I'm very aware of how nuanced the situation is down there. Uh, yeah, I don't think Hamas is a organization no 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 yeah. um and i and it you know i i understand that uh there's a lot of tension on both sides um but mm-hmm. uh, i do think the way israel treats gaza and and the uh what they're what the the ga what the gaza strip goes through like the amount of power outages and like brownouts mm-hmm. and lack of water and access to any sort of semblance of like decent basic human rights yeah. i think is really horrible uh and i don't mind calling that out but uh but definitely uh when i would talk about that stuff i i kind of had to like make like a i had to make judgment calls about where i what i could talk about mm-hmm. because anything that i said that was remotely remotely anti-israeli yeah her family immediately was like it's you, you what do you not like you know 
you don't like Jewish people? Do you not like us? Do you not like the, our heritage? Yeah. Uh, and that's hard. That's a hard. This is very it's a very th- hard thing to navigate. And it's also a kind of thing where we get caught in these massive protests online. Yeah. Uh, by not by memes, I think, but kind of borderline. Well, especially a few weeks ago when uh, all those Palestinians were shot during massive protests at yeah. the border. Um, but it's like, how can I talk about this? It's not my country. You know, what business do I have? I'm, you know, not decrying uh, police corruption in Mexico and execution of students there, you yeah. know, it, because it's just not in the public mind. But I have more of a way to talk like that because I'm half Hispanic. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Why am I so focused on this? And it's, I think social media kind of draws us into these kind of things, puts it in our head like, yeah, we should be furious about, you know, shooting innocent people at the border, but that kind of stuff happens every day as well in a thousand other countries. There's only like a hundred and few other countries, but a thousand other places around the world. I feel like what social media has done, uh, is it gives us like flavors of the month mm-hmm. or flavors of the week. Yeah. So like when the footage of um Palestinian protesters getting shot, that was like the thing that week. Mm-hmm. This week it's uh you know the British protests and it's Trump uh copping out next to Putin and yeah. like being an idiot. Um which feels like uh, and I think the the big danger in that is, you know, um, I'm, I feel like I'm still thinking about what's going on in Israel and Palestine, just cause mm-hmm. I think that is an issue that is really close to my heart. Um, is really close to your heart. Oh, hey. that was good. That was a good one. Uh, but I, I wonder how many people who posted memes or who chimed in, in that discussion last week, mm-hmm. uh, haven't given it a thought this no, week and I, I and I yeah. get and I get that uh, there's so much happening around the world uh, it's impossible to to carry everybody's pain mm-hmm. um, and well, so I mean, one guy did it but yeah, that was a while ago it was a while ago yeah. exactly uh, and then Chuck Norris stopped filming Walker yeah. Texas Ranger and so since then <laughs> it's just hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been the same it hasn't been the same um what I don't know if you know about the concept of uh, so I talk to my students about this because um, we'll talk uh, the school I work at uh, it is a it is a religious school of a certain bent mm-hmm. um, which means that we we pray at the beginning of class yeah uh, and what's awesome about what I appreciate about that is it gives it gives me an opportunity and gives students an opportunity to like kind of have a quick check in about what's going on around the world sure yeah um. But very much in like a flavor of the week type thing. Whatever's yeah. grabbed the, the blogosphere. I know when I was a kid and they had us pray, I did that. Yeah. You know, I he was, was just like, like what did I hear in the news exactly. today? Yeah. Let's pray for those people who got in that car accident. or. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes, eventually, students will talk about like, well, why are we talking about this but not talking about that? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I read a great article on Cracked years ago called uh it was about the monkey sphere i don't know if you're familiar with monkey sphere no it's brilliant i feel like it's like changed my life sure uh i'm sure some others it's probably like not a a 
it's probably more well known under a different metaphor. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that like uh, if I gave you a monkey, I said this is Caesar, not not related to the mm-hmm. mean one, but he's still a good monkey. Uh, sure. And I asked you to take <laughs> care of Caesar for the day. Yeah. And then Caesar died. Oh no. You would be, you would probably maybe not feel bad, but you would at least be like, oh shoot, like I screwed up. I I killed Stevens. Well, I was watching fish yeah. once, and I overfed them, and then I had to explain to their owners that I killed them. Exactly. So, yeah. So, you already know the concept. <laughs> yeah. A so, monkey has a little more weight, yeah, but A little yeah. more weight. Uh, and so then, uh, so say if I gave you two monkeys mm-hmm. and one died, you would probably still be like, oh, shoot, like, I screwed up. Right? Yeah. Uh, that sucks that that monkey died. Uh, and so basically, the, the logic, the, the thought process goes that you at what point how many how many monkeys can i give you Mm -hmm. where if i gave you 100 monkeys and one monkey died Mm -hmm. you would probably be like well (laughs) i'm trying to take care of 100 monkeys like yeah you know like Mm -hmm. uh and so uh, the way the way they use this was our brains have the capacity to like worry about a hundred some monkeys mm-hmm. uh, and either those are specific people in our lives like our families or significant others our good friends mm-hmm. or some of those monkeys can represent um, like a group or a country or something that is cl- close to our heart or whatever but after a certain point uh, you can't worry about it's just like our brains are not designed to like worry mm-hmm. about more outside our monkey sphere okay yeah yeah and so I think that plays into to mimography and flavors of the week type thing. Because okay. I think it gives somebody, oh, I can worry about this monkey this week. But now, next week, I, I don't care. Yeah, it's, I it's can't a keep whole other monkey. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what do you think then of um, the difference between these memes that are being shared by far left, far right people... Uh, I think both are obnoxious. Sure. To some extent. I definitely post obnoxious liberal memes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, your and- Catholic ones are usually really, really funny. Uh, the liberal ones aren't the worst that I've seen at all. Uh, usually they're pretty funny. If I roll my eyes at it, I probably won't share. <laughs> like, because I'll, sometimes I'll see memes from people who are like so anti-whatever that I go, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like, that's to a bridge too far yeah. i think i think memes can be dangerous i love a good meme uh but i do think boiling down uh an issue to a single comedic image mm-hmm. is simultaneously powerful but re- can be really dangerous because i think you Absolutely. do lose the nuance in everything and I'm saying that as somebody who totally shares uh, a ton of memes. <laughs> no, but that's fine. I mean, that actually leads into our next thing, which is uh, illusory truth, which is a concept for dear listeners of basically creating the illusion of truth that something exists. Uh, before memes, it was sayings. It was like, um, you only use 10% of your brain. And, oh yeah, yeah. And everybody believe that. And Absolutely. in reality, you're using 100%, maybe just not very well. Yeah, or or, or at the same time, yeah. you know. Uh but it's the same concept, but when it's shared in meme form, it can be 
you know, replicated hundreds of thousands of times and be a false fact, and all of a sudden people believe it, which is an extraordinarily powerful thing to do on social media, especially if you're the one manipulating these things, if yes. you understand that. You know, if you have a far-right group on Facebook that has 100,000 followers, you can purposefully share a meme that is a lie yeah. and have a lot of people start to believe it. Just because of repetition of the the false facts, which is very interesting, uh, I wonder, like, who benefits from this? Who uses it to, you know, its most powerful means? I mean, when but we look at, the, are we talking about like, um, kind of a quote unquote like meme wars, and how? <laughs> I feel like the alt rights really and 4chan has really uh-huh. uh, weaponized. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw this recently, but um, and I saw people posting about it, who maybe aren't the most internet savvy. Mm-hmm. But uh, so f- people Grandpa. on Fortune, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, people on Fortune, which if I were to get rid of one website, <laughs> like I read an interesting article where they said, I I think uh, twenty years from now, people will look back at Fortune and think. It was one of the worst things to have happened to the internet. Oh, well, yeah. Probably and what that not. community has been capable of. But anyway, on 4chan, um, a group of like alt-right, anti-gay people mm-hmm. uh, created a bunch of images um, saying like LGBTQP uh, and okay. including um, pedophilia. Oh, wow. In yeah. The, in that. And then they shared them on like fake, um, like pride sites. Okay. To try and make it look that people in the LGBTQ community were advocating for pedophilia as oh, well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so I saw people posting this going, like, oh my gosh, like, can you believe this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, no, I can't because it's not real. That's not a real thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, how many, how many far right sites, how many people who are already looking for an, a reason mm-hmm. uh, to believe something, did that just feed uh, that? Exactly. You know, and then I, I do think that's super dangerous. Uh, and it does spread. It spreads like, um, I think internet traffic spreads way more like a disease mm-hmm. um especially a meme being shared on social media yeah um what was it there was one there was a meme that everybody kind of assumed was true and i assumed it was true and then i think years later i found out oh that's not accurate at all oh yeah and i had totally just assumed that a friend of mine just called out a meme on my Facebook because he was like there's no way that's true and like <laughs> oh I saw that I yeah the one about uh, the one about tag yeah right well that was uh, a, that was the last one touch that, and go touch and go yeah and now I don't know what to believe <laughs> I don't know if tag stands for touch and go or if just somebody was, the meme was like um, the day my childhood ended was today or something when I realized tag was an acronym for touch and go Something like that. Let's see. Here it was. Uh, how old were you when you learned that the game tag stands for touch and go? I was today years old. <laughs> uh, Which those are hilarious memes. That that version of it. Are, yes. Or that. Uh, I do love. I, I was, was today, today years, years old. old. Yeah. 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 
Because there are times where I'll I'll read something and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Uh, or like something something that's so outright stupid. Uh, there was a Drake one that was like that, and it was like, did you know that Drake had a kid, and uh, he named it something like um, uh, my bed. <laughs> So in his song, the latest song that he has, whatever, and he said, I only love my mama and my bed or something like that. And you're like, oh, he's singing to his mom and his my bed. and his son, my bed. <laughs> and for a second there, I was like, yeah, uh, that sounds fake, but he's just like, like this whole rap he's shit. He's a weird celebrity. Yeah, it's so weird these days. Yeah. You think, okay, my bed is a name, you know, if your name is like... Uh, Six nine temptation X or oh whatever gosh. the fuck that is. Then you realize like nothing's off limits for for that scene. Yes, it might be yeah. real. And I looked at Angie, my fiance, and I was like, uh, you know, this could be. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know not. how to fact check me. <laughs> I do wish right? they would like have a source, mm-hmm. but even then, it's not like you could click on it. Yeah. No, you know, Let's every so often, uh, yeah. the the anti-vax or the uh, re- refutations of anti-vax memes uh-huh. always have citations because they are very clearly trying to use memes to respond to yeah uh, 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 cultural stupidity. Just educate people. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you do see uh, sources for some far right memes, but then they're backed up by these fake far right web far web websites that are just like, yeah, we did a study, but they didn't do a study, or maybe they're misreading data that was collected on some other study, or yeah. or something like that, where they're getting more legitimized each day. I had a huge conversation last night with um, shoot. Uh, my what, what, Muhammad Muhammad Ashmir Ashmir. Um, so our friend, he posted something. Uh, here it is. Uh, he posted a oh uh, this okay talking about illusory memes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a picture of a guy. I guess he's a reporter, and it said, "Hi, my name is Devlin Barrett. I am a reporter for the Washington Post covering national security." Okay, you will soon find out. I was taking money from Peter Sturzok and Lisa Page uh, to publish fake news in order to help Hillary Clinton get away with crimes. Okay. And so he posted this, and I was like, oh, my. Like, are you kidding mm. me? Um, uh, for those who don't know, Peter Sturzog and Lisa Page are the FBI agents who were yeah. sending anti-Trump texts to each other and are currently getting uh, roasted on Capitol Hill yeah, they for are. trying to sway the election to Clinton's favor, even though they didn't. So just, I just don't joke as an FBI yeah. agent. X Files would have been a lot, you know, more boring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, in, well, you the know. sexual tension was there between them. Let's not get that wrong. Yeah. Uh, just the. But it, humor. if David Duchovny wasn't making jokes, it would have been a, <laughs> it would have been a far boring, a yeah. very boring show. And I commented, uh, "Do you believe this, or do you just like spreading conspiracies?" Because I think mm-hmm. conspiracies are very interesting but very dangerous. Yeah. Super fun. Super but, fun. But yeah. when people believe them, and so. We went back and forth, um, and this guy, this guy commented. Oh my gosh, we went back seventy-eight times. I have never <laughs> had a Facebook chat last that long. Okay, uh, and his comment was, 
uh, from a website called aimfortruth.org. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the four is a, is the number four. I think there's an eyeball <laughs> in the in the masthead of the... Is um, that the dot? So, yeah. Okay. And he... We go back and forth, and I'm like, this is insane. Like, you believe there's, like, a secret shadow government? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, don't you? And I'm like, well... Oh, wow. If there were one, why would I be freaking out about Trump doing anything if I knew mm -hmm. that the shadow government was going to make it all okay? Yeah, exactly. Anyway. The shadow government doesn't want this. Yeah, like, it, nobody yeah. wants this. No. And if it were working as well as you think it is, mm -hmm. you, so, you know. Yeah. And and then we went, we talked about conspiracy theories, and, and it was sad because uh, he said, well, what about 9-11? And I was just like, well, if you believe that there's certainly a lot of interesting information out there, but mm -hmm. I think the the, the science behind uh, towers built in, what, the 70s or 80s mm -hmm. not being able to withstand the impact of a 737. Or and, the heat of the jet fuel. Or the heat of the jet fuel combined with the thousands and thousands of flammable objects mm -hmm. in the buildings. I, I don't know how to tell you, like, if basic science escapes you, mm -hmm. where... And that's, I think, the danger with memes. Yeah. Is I think it boils down to that one fact that uh, on its own does not work. Mm -hmm. Or I think in conjunction with everything doesn't work. Yeah. But on its own seems illusory. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I would want to even say that, like, the far left is just as guilty. I oh, saw, for sure. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day that had some outrageous statistic about uh, gun violence that was clearly not true, Just even just looking at it for a, more than a minute doing some Google searches. Yeah. And uh, it, it's insane that they're... I mean, the regular statistics are shocking enough when it comes to gun violence yes. and disproportionate against minorities or uh, criminalization, locking minorities up, or just any people of color. And you don't have to embellish this kind of stuff. And there's a danger with embellishment uh, because it's so easily fact-checked. When that meme is wrong, then you're not going to accept the truth if you're on the opposite yeah, side yeah. and uh, just Be give it a look. Well, because then that's evidence that, A, that side will is willing to lie. Yeah. Which is when I have a hard time with, like, outright websites or mm -hmm. any of the far-right news sources. Um, and then I think... If you have to, if you have to use made up statistics or like kind of Jerry, gerrymandered statistics in a mm -hmm. way to like prove your point, yeah, then you haven't really proven your point, and it undermines the whole credibility of the argument anyway. Exactly. Yeah. But then I think there's some validity to that. Why you even think that people won't get it? Why yeah. people won't change? We know that now. I mean, uh, just your pages. How many arguments have I had with uh, Muhammad Ashmar? Uh, because he's just, uh, he won't get it. Yeah. You can't ram it into his head that there are scientific evidence out there. There's statistics that he could easily look up. Yeah. Global warming being one, you yeah. know, uh, and then violence from immigrants, you know, that's, that's minuscule compared to anything that happens within United States citizens. Yeah. Uh, but he just doesn't uh, doesn't get it, and I wonder why that is. Why you have so wholeheartedly believed something 
within your mind that that this is my worldview and it's impossible to change it. I've noticed. So, and here's the caveat. I've Uh seen him change his mind. Oh, I have. Uh, but I've realized what it takes, um, is it takes so much on the side of the person attempting to do that. Mm hmm that I would not expect you like anybody in just a normal conversation. Um, there's been a few people, uh, the second the conversation gets emotional, uh, Ooh, he tunes yeah. out. Okay. Uh, because he would say, and I, and I do get this. Uh, he would say, you're not, as soon as you get emotional or heated, mm-hmm. you're not talking clearly about it. So there's no yeah. point in having the conversation. Um, and, which I totally understand, but then I, I wish you would understand that, you know, he's coming from the place of privilege and that he doesn't have to get emotional about it. Mm-hmm. The burden of proof is he is putting on us. Yeah. Since unless you can, like, shake him, mm-hmm. it won't change his mind. Um, what I've noticed is that when he does change his mind about something, it has to be in a way that... So I have a friend who I went to college of Santa Fe with. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Zach. And he's awesome okay. at having nuanced conversations. Very rarely. He doesn't do it a lot because I, I know when he chooses to do it, he spends mm-hmm. like a lot of time and finds a lot of really great sources and, and basically writes like a paper. Yeah. Um, but he'll say, I see where you're coming from. Or can we agree that... Um, so for example, um, this guy's a hardcore libertarian, uh, our, our friend and, uh, which means he's very pro individual rights. Um, but he also, certain individuals, uh, his individual rights. Um, and he also comes from a military background, which means that he's very pro, uh, at times he's very pro police and military, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, uh, if he feel he also hates the government. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's definitely, it's weird. We follow the same like anti or like police, the police page. Mm -hmm. So there is like an overlap there. Uh, and so what this friend of mine, this other guy, what he does is he'll find common grounds. He'll say, can we agree that this is a fact? Let's find something. Let's find a a hinge point. Sure. Uh, and then he'll go from there to extend. And I have seen, um, Mr. Ashram, change his mind, albeit very slowly, Mm -hmm. and in a way that, like, he doesn't feel like he has to forfeit his privilege. Okay. Because I think that's ultimately where it's coming from, is, like, to to admit that any of this is real is to admit that in some way you were a part of the problem, which is hard. I think that takes a Mm -hmm. lot, and I don't think everybody has that. Um and so, but in if if it's presented in a way that there is common ground, that it's like we are both in this together, mm-hmm. and if by agreeing on this we can come to like a better life for you and for me, sure. Then I've seen him change. So like net neutrality, that was one mm-hmm. that at first he was posting a bunch of anti net neutrality things because that's yeah. what all the libertarian, ironically, were posting. Yeah, uh, which shows you that they're not really libertarian. <laughs> um, and so what happened was 
uh, I and a bunch of other people talked to him and, and he was like, oh, shoot, I don't like any of that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really understand it. Candidly, mm-hmm. I was just sharing memes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think uh, people online, here's the other difference, because uh, I'll have people come up to me and say, I can't believe you're friends with him. Mm-hmm. I've ha- I can't. I have like a list of messages on Facebook from people who message me out of the blue saying, how can, why are you friends with this guy? Mm-hmm. How can you stand that? I've had people delete me because I'm friends with oh, this wow. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yet in person, he's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And people don't understand that. And so I think, I know that in person, he's a nice guy. I honestly think online to him, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. It's not. It is not a place of civic discourse. It's just a place where you get to toss ideas at one another and okay play with one another. We'll put ideas in quotes. Yeah, I think there. exactly. Yeah, yeah, ideas in quotes. <laughs> it's yeah, like so a video very game. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, you got to think like where are these people coming from that are so drastically different online? Yeah, and uh, because there's the anonymity, of course, of the internet. Uh, but also, is this their true selves? Yeah. You know, uh, maybe uh, Muhammad Ashmer, uh, I think his name's changed so much yeah, over yeah. here. Uh, maybe he might be a, a nicer person. Yeah. You know, well, in who's person. Who's the real one? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's more so the internet. Where I really, think, you, would, you, would, you would say it's the internet? Yeah, I think that's where our deepest kind of selves come okay. out. Uh, is because of that anonymity... Because even if your name is online, you have a picture of yourself online, yeah. you're posting as yourself, there's still this barrier there that kind of makes it feel that you're safe. Yeah. You know, so I think that's what a lot of people feel like when they're posting things like that. Because you can say, uh, you know, unfriend me on Facebook if you don't like what I post and all yeah. that stuff. What, what's it really going to affect you if someone unfriends you? I mean, it's not life or death or anything yeah. like that yeah sometimes there's retribution where someone gets fired from their job or something like that but that's very rare there's still relative safety in the internet yeah i i feel like it's like a hybrid yeah i think it depends on why people are using the internet yeah um i would say <laughs> oh that's a tough one um i think so like when I use, I've kind of gotten into discussions. Um, you know, we're talking about my significant other. Mm-hmm. I use Facebook uh, to post funny things, sure, and talk mm-hmm. about politics and learn about the world. Mm-hmm. I use it as like a news source, I guess. You know, it kind of curate. You know, I'll see NPR and um, the Atlantic and the New Yorker and stuff like that, and yeah. it just gives me easy ass- access to without jumping through all those pages. Um, so I, I would say I look at Facebook as a source of comedy, a source of uh, like-minded community, uh, a source of discourse, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe every so often I'll post something personal. But it's pretty few and far between. Like, sure. I don't post that much personal. If you look on my page, like it's not as much like, oh, this is what I did today. I went to the zoo today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I know my significant other's family looks at Facebook as a as a family thing. Yeah. They post family pictures. They post things about their family. And so for them, it's a very peaceful place that they can go to mm-hmm. get away from all that stuff. Sure. Which puts us at odds because 
I look at it as a totally different thing. Yeah. And so I think that's partly where that conflict comes from is that someone like Mr. Uh, Ahram, uh, he, <laughs> yeah. he's use he, for him. It's 90% comedy politics. Mm-hmm. Um, yelling about whichever thing he's mad about. Sure. Hunting animals, guns, mm-hmm. and then like 10% family. Okay. He'll post pictures of his kids. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, think, do you, what do you think it's for? What do you use Facebook for? I use Facebook for, I mean, well, I, I'm trying to put myself more out there these days as like a personality yeah so i mean as like a public figure because you're marketing your podcast yeah absolutely owen and angie's podcast Mm -hmm. so i have to do all this stuff film work and all that nonsense yeah which is what mostly i use it for yeah but i feel like sometimes people a lot of people uh who you know maybe don't think so much for themselves or whatever on both sides yeah use uh facebook or instagram or all that stuff as maybe their personality coming out maybe not their personality coming out but it's uh it's in place of an actual personality they would have to develop for sure you know? i guess you i i see what you mean that th- the way a person uses facebook shows you what they're sort of like with the the security of like anonymity mm-hmm. what they prefer to use their their time for i could see that sure yeah yeah and i mean that's also, why I don't post a lot of memes or anything like yeah. that. It's not too crazy unless it's about TV or movies or anything like that. Because I really don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't care if the world burns. What's going to happen? You know, I'm I'm crazy. But uh, that's what I think, too. I, I was trying to figure out why why I brought you in here. Was yeah, like, I was trying to figure out like, if there was a bent on uh, psychopathy and, and these radical posts. Yeah. You know, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think that a lot of these people are just... Uh, way too emotional yeah that are posting it you know now you sound like Tom now you sound like Mr. <laughs> I almost gave it away I mean if you know us then then you probably know we're talking oh yeah um yeah no I would say most of those people are are coming from a place of deep-seated mm-hmm. an emotional reaction for sure yeah at least political memes mm-hmm. um and I, I always mess with your friends too yeah. because it's so funny but uh Mr. Muhammad that we're talking about yeah. uh I would even guess that he was coming from a, a much deeper, more hidden emotional valley than he lets on. I That's uh, what I would guess. So so I've taken to... He used to do this thing. I guess he still does it. I don't really mm-hmm. notice. Uh, I think uh, after a certain point, I just get a consistent number of... Uh, so one of the things I posted the other day got like 19 likes. Mm-hmm. It just gets so it's in numbers right now that I just don't pay attention to. So sure, unless yeah. I see somebody commented on something, I don't really think about like who liked this or who liked that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but people really notice that I would post a sad article or, yeah. um, a controversial, the back to the Palestinian thing. Um, uh-huh. I posted articles about that. Uh, and Mr. Aram would post, he would laugh at it. He would use the laugh. Oh reaction. my god, that yeah. And I never, I, I would never time. notice that. Like it didn't even register oh, oh, to me. Okay. It was yeah. never even something that like. That's I like don't know. Every there's other a, thing you post, yeah. does that. Yeah. Uh, and so, and there's all these little faces and likes, and and so after a while, I kind of, I just tune. It's white noise mm-hmm. to me. 
literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he would do that. And people would comment like, I can't believe you laughed at that. And then mm-hmm. when I would notice, oh, I guess he did do the laugh emoji. Yeah. Once in a while, he would cop out and say, oh, I meant to push. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Even wow is condescending to me. Yeah, yeah was, either or. Um, <laughs> and so, but I think he was he was doing it because he wanted a reaction, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So today, he and so I started kind of like, I realized if, if if it's a game to him, then at least when it comes to his stuff, I'll, I'll play the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, today, uh, President Obama gave a, uh, a speech in South Africa mm-hmm. about Nelson Mandela because I, I think today's Madiba Day. Um, and I've spent, we both, uh, this guy and I have both spent time in South Africa. So we both have a lot of opinions and feelings about mm-hmm. South Africa. Uh, and so he posted today something like, gosh, uh, I can't, let me see if I can find the, uh, the, the post just so I can quote it correctly. Um, he posted that, that piece of shit, Obama speaking in South Africa makes me sick. So he's okay with land appropriation and plas mur, uh, which I'm not sure what that, it's an Afrikaner term. I'm not sure what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently fine with theft, rape and murder of whites. Uh, fuck him. He's celebrating the birth of that terrorist commie murderer, Mandela. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, so I laugh reactioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure enough, first thing he posted, uh, so you're all in on mer- on race-based murder and theft? That's pretty sad. Uh, and then I said, wow, so you think having a laugh reaction to certain things isn't appropriate? Uh, so there is, a, there is a line. You know mm-hmm. that there's a line. And you don't like it when the line crosses something that you care about. Yeah. You're totally fine, which I think proves the point that it's totally emotional. Everything that he gets like mm-hmm. ticked off about or, or wants to laugh about is because I think in, it's it's something that he's hugely emotional about, even though he would say he's not emotional about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also like pretty contradictory. You can't you can't be like human rights and then like. He's a hardcore libertarian, yes. so I'm sure he would love the McDonald's that are flooding South Africa and yeah. food deserts, but he wouldn't give a shit about the diabetes that it's causing. No. You know, it's just so stupid and weird. It's like, you can't have your libertarian cake and eat it, There's too. There's totally double standards. Yeah. One, it's libertarianism except for uh, with this, that, or... Dude loves Trump, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird, too. I think... I would say I think he loves Trump because Trump is so inept at using the government. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think he loves that it's, like, grinding to a halt and just, like, eating itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will... I do notice I have a friend who... She's very far right. She's not a libertarian. Mm -hmm. Um, Very pro-Second Amendment. And one day she posted... um, It was uh, come Come and Take Them. Mm-hmm. Or like, don't tread on me, snake, or whatever. Okay. It was like, yeah. uh, it was a come and take them about my gun thing. Guns, yeah, yeah, and I said, well, it kind of feels like a really anti-police, anti-military mm-hmm. thing to say. Because uh, she, her husband's former military, and she's very pro Blue Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I what? How? How is this anti-military? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, uh, it just seems to me that. Uh, if somebody were to come and take your guns, mm-hmm. I imagine <laughs> right? it would be the police and the military. So, and it was exactly. something like, if you try and come and take them, we'll kill you. 
Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, so either you're going to have to kill those people or you're going to have to give up your guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you do think they're going to come for your guns, then like, do you really respect them mm-hmm. at all to begin with? Uh, and finally, I think she messaged me later on and apologized and was like, I didn't, I didn't think about that when I posted that. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that those maybe are two ideologies that can't. No one seems to even think about that. No. You know, it's no. like, uh, yeah, we got to support the government and the Second Amendment on all that stuff. So let's stockpile some guns for when the government comes and takes exactly. them. Exactly. Uh, so it's very odd how that uh, these double standards work. Yeah. Uh, but I think you have to look at the top of who's really sharing these, and I think the the 2016 election stuff that Russia was sending over that all these fake accounts that Russia was creating. Yeah. Um, to support these anti-democrat memes that were flooding the United States. I I think that's brilliant. I mean, as a psychopath because I think the people at the top that aren't are digging at the emotional core of these kind of ignorant people that populate our country. Uh I'm going to get some mail for that, I'm sure. <laughs> but we We're have... not being nice to anybody. <laughs> no, right no, no, no. Yeah. But they knew like, they knew they can get at our emotional core yeah, because yeah. that's all it is about. In Russia, you have people at the top and not really a lot of emotions guiding anything, right? Because it's, I mean, that's just the system they've created. They did a, they did a study. Uh, they polled young people. And most mm-hmm. young people love Putin. Yeah. It was like 90%. Uh, and they said the reason is they knew, they knew what life was like for their parents under... Mm-hmm like the communist Soviet Union and under um, Boris Yeltsin, I think was who kind of screwed everything up after the Soviet Union crumbled. Sure. Um, and the insecurity for that. And they were like, I would rather have a secure, less free state mm-hmm. than, which is interesting. I don't know if I yeah. like that either. No, no. I yeah. mean, I don't. And you can even look back at uh, how much are does the illusory truth come into this as yeah. well? Because if we look at North Korea, and I just saw this pretty good documentary called the Doc- the Propaganda Game, and all these young people, they just grow up completely saturated in this propaganda. Yeah. That it's like, okay, I can actually believe that Kim Jong-un is what causes the sun to rise and fall. Yeah, yeah. You know, like literally. And it's just because it's it's an isolated country. Uh, much like Russia's not so isolated, no, no. and maybe that's why they're different, but uh, North Korea sure is. And what, you just talk to your neighbor about the, the same thing you heard from yeah. your other neighbor. Yeah. Like, that's it. There's no influence from other countries back and forth, except for maybe like China occasionally. Well, and then you have, like, a national echo chamber. Yeah. Which I think is horrible. Yeah. I wish people... I think people don't understand that I don't want an echo chamber on my <laughs> Facebook. Oh, Which yeah. is why I don't delete even, like, horrible people. Because if I do, then it's just going to be bouncing mm-hmm. a bunch of things I agree with. And I will, I think, lose touch. So, like, this is a meme I just found. A friend, a left-wing friend of mine mm-hmm. posted uh hey it's me your facebook friend from high school who never left our hometown and thinks olive garden is fancy anyway i saw your post about trump committing treason so here's an unrelated anecdote about president obama uh i would not share that because i think like 
I think uh, it gets really classist. I think you're yeah. right. A lot of Trump voters might be ignorant, but a lot aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think trying to blame it on... I think these echo chambers create... It's like we end up fighting the wrong people. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is a lot mean? of fighting on one side yeah. and their own side. Yes. And it's very odd. Uh, and then also what you said about the anecdote about Obama, we got to realize that um, whataboutism, which some of your friends oh, do constantly, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes on both, both ways. Sides. Yes. Absolutely. So you can say something about Trump, but if you bring a good attribute that Obama had into the conversation, that does nothing to help our country yeah. in its current state right He's now. He's not president right now. Yeah, exactly. Anytime I hear anybody talk about Hillary Clinton, I go, <laughs> she's literally lost. Let's yeah. let's move on and it's figure out. In the out, woods somewhere, yeah. no one cares. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's Same talk thing. about yeah. something else. I still get people about Bernie Sanders, and I'm like, okay, yeah. That's... Maybe he could have won. Yeah. We literally will never know. Two years. So let's yeah. find out. Let's figure out some other. Well, and that's the other thing is I find um, on the, on, I would say I'm fairly liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe a little, I, I would, but I'm also an institutionalist. I don't want to burn the whole, I love a good burn the whole mother down me, mm-hmm. but I don't want to burn the whole mother down. Cause I think, oh, okay. I think for the most part, I think the U S government is like a pretty, has a potential to be a really good government given mm-hmm. the right people. And like, you know, yes, there's been a lot of horrible things that have happened under it, but I think there's also been a lot of good things. Sure. Yeah. Um, but on the left, uh, you know, I can't, there's so much infighting, um, I, I've had more people message me to yell at me mm-hmm. on the left because I either wasn't as radical or I didn't do enough or I didn't uh, check off the box in the way that they, you know, it, it becomes so thought policing yeah, and mind crime that it, mind crime. it makes me so uncomfortable at times. Okay. Um, which is insane. And I think that's dangerous, too. I think you're absolutely right. And I do absolutely hate that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just nonsense. Everything's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, I do agree that I would like the world to burn down just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know you don't, but I think that would fu- be fun. You know, it would be very interesting. A Mad Max kind of world yeah. right now would be kind of nice to me. I don't know. It's a. Uh, I don't think my car would do very well. No, I, want, I don't know what you drive. I, I drive a Honda CRV. It's oh. too computerized. Yeah, I think you'd you're right. need like a good mechanical car that can just run forever. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Just like a muscle car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all you need. Yeah. Uh, you didn't send me your stuff. Did I? I still. Are you not getting my? my things no on uh facebook were you gonna send me that i did messenger? send it to you on facebook oh i don't see it well you have your scores right there oh shoot so. i sent it i sent it to the wrong person oh. they're like what they're is like, this Sorry, I, I don't know what this person. is uh so what we're gonna do right now is so you're gonna guess i'm gonna guess okay having talked to you and having known you before uh, I'll guess what your scores are on the Levinson self-report psychopathy test. Okay. Which was created by a guy named Levinson in like 95. I don't know. Who cares? But it's an online test that you can take. Now, these scores are to be held with a grain of salt, of course. Uh, can you explain it to me a little bit more? I had no yeah. idea. I was trying to read the answers and I literally had no idea what I was reading. Uh, 
so all they want to know is try to guess what your personality is, how okay. high you score from one to five on the psychopathy scale. Uh, in two traits, primary and secondary. Okay. Psychopathy, which one is antisocial, one is like deviance. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, so they asked you these questions. I'm sure you noticed that it tended to skew more towards deviance yeah. on there. It's like, yeah, you could murder a guy. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, which is why you should not, you know, hold this true to anything because there are so much more factors that go into psychopathy than just that or lying or narcissism. not not every psychopath is gonna murder people yeah yeah unless it's mad max world and then they're just yeah heaven. that's true i suppose <laughs> it would uh you would have an advantage so wait before you tell me what i am mm-hmm. uh i i haven't had the chance to read your blog too much okay but i if i remember correctly you score somewhat high on one of these or where 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 would you consider yourself oh on this i score on primary like a 4.4 something like that secondary like a 4.0 all right things like that and uh you also with this test it's weird because um i couldn't answer it kind of honestly because logically i know uh what i would do now you know it might be like uh, it's okay to steal all the time, but there's logical factors that go into that. Yeah, I have to do. So I had to answer it like my 18 year old self. Okay, like the most primal kind of psychopath I was, and in that case, I got those scores. Okay. Um, now would be different because logically I'd be like, no, I can't do that. I I got a job. I yeah. you know I have to go to work and support all this shit. Or... Do you feel like the potential <clears throat> to lose privilege or privileges? Is that more of a reason to not than, like, what what would you say? To not do, commit crimes? Yeah, I suppose, or, or at least, um, you know, what, what was one of the questions was, like, um, would you do, would you throw somebody under the bus to, like, get ahead? Metaphorically speaking, not actually throw them under a bus. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, um, now I'm much more... Uh, not so much compassionate, but sympathetic okay. to other people. Okay. So back then, you know, a few years ago, I might have been totally self-absorbed and answered that question differently. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm like, you know, why should I throw Kyle under the bus to get ahead at work when, you know, he's just like me. He's just everyone's the same. We're all trying to get ahead. Yeah. So yeah. my philosophy has changed, and that's different. Okay. Uh, but, but it's not coming from a place of, like, compassion. No, it's not. Okay. It's just logic. All right. And it's very much like when you have that dilemma, would you switch the train tracks to kill one person, yeah. you know, instead of killing three people, you know? And it's like... Uh, logically. Logically, I don't kill. give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, logically, it would be logical to kill that one person, yeah. but emotionally, you put six more people on that track, like, I don't care. Yeah. I'll, I'll squish them all. Yeah. You know, it does not matter. Okay. So it's it was really hard to answer this. Uh, test because you have to I mean if you're a very aware psychopath your whole outlook changes you know? yeah. you're not just some idiot in a mental hospital who's like I only know how to operate one way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, very yeah. odd uh, so that's why we should never you know if you're taking this test at home don't even think about it the only way to really diagnose a psychopath is with extensive like uh, testing or... testing by neuroscientists, fMRIs, like stuff like super were you, hardcore were you, stuff. Were you officially diagnosed? Uh, 
I wasn't officially diagnosed with an fMRI. I've okay. had MRIs, uh, EEGs, all that stuff. Yeah. Talked to a bunch of neuroscientists, talked to a bunch of therapists, yeah, 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 and yeah. we've all kind of come to this consensus okay. going back to my past. Uh, so it's very odd. Um, other than that, if anyone wants to pay for me to get an fMRI, <laughs> I'm fine with that, but they cost yeah. like six grand or yeah, something no, like I, that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to guess you. Okay. And you're a bit tough because I know you're emotional. Sure. Uh, not like overly emotional, of course. Like I cry. I just saw Mr. Rogers and cried <laughs> all the time. So. Yeah. And um, I know you're very logical. And you also are not very or overly, but there's a spiritual aspect yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, so, that was when I was answering those questions. Yeah, that was something that played mm-hmm. very much into. I think certainly there's decisions. There were th- uh, one of them was like, are there things that are object are like wrong? Yeah, there are things that, are, and I was like, well, I'm very religious, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've I've been raised with a strong moral system, exactly guiding yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had that when I was younger too. And, um, but I now believe in absolute chaos, Okay, you know, so it's only the morality that I put on myself yeah. that keeps me restrained from anything, Yeah, which is another very logical thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that in primary psychopathy scores, you kind of middle of the road and I would say only like a two points, I'm going to go a little high 2.7 for you. And I think in secondary psychopathic traits, what, I'm gonna what s- was the difference? That was the other thing I didn't. Oh mention. sure. Well, uh, let me go. This Give way. me the uh, guess. Yeah. I'm gonna guess you scored a little bit higher, and I'm gonna say it's like a three point two. Okay. Uh, so let's see what you scored. Oh no. Okay. So in primary psychopathy, you're a little lower than I thought. You were two point yeah, one, yeah. uh, and then that one is more of a lack of empathy. Yeah, and uh, like we have the things here. I'm so, ex- I, I'm surprised I scored as high as I did because I feel yeah. like I'm extremely empathetic. But I'm also an only child. That was another thing that I felt pay- played a role into it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think there's as an uh, so I'm an only child. Yeah. Um, both my parents have passed away. Um, so there very much is like uh, I have to do what I have to do for mm-hmm. me. Because I don't have a safety net in the way that I think, yeah, you know, a lot of people do, which has changed some of the ways I like, sure, yeah, do things or whatever. Because I don't feel like I can afford to like screw up. Yeah, yeah, and actually that makes a lot of sense. And I totally forgot about that. Otherwise, I mean, because the primary psychopathy is also the antisocial traits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I think you must have forced yourself a little bit to become more. You know, uh, just working with other people, yeah, more for sure. flexible in that capacity. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. I was way off with the deviance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which I should have thought it was lower because of your Catholic upbringing, but I kind of I suspect that this might not be true. I know you. I feel like you're a little higher than two point one, which is what you scored here. I, I I would that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this was a hard. I wasn't sure what I was answering, and like, I I should I I kind of wanted to, in hindsight, take it uh 
like two or three times. Yeah. And split the difference or like average it Average it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do that two or three times too because uh, it's just, it's not a good test. But yeah. it's fun to see where you score on this because it's a, it's a very baseline kind of thing. It's not exact. Yeah. But, uh, it's nice. So I'm curious why, uh, what what are the other podcasts so you recorded two? Yeah. Uh, what what's your hope for this project? I would love to be back on. By the way, oh, cool. I don't know if yeah. you uh, what you're going to be talking about in the future. We'll think of something. Up. We could think yeah. of religion. I would love that. Yeah, great. I feel yeah. like uh, that's something. What was that? Oh, kind of going back to um when we were talking about memes and stuff mm-hmm. like that's. I think religion, at least in our generation, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it may be in this state or at least in the circles that we run, like, I, the, I would say I'm a minority when it comes to being like a religious person. Yeah. And so I think that's, um, I think, unfortunately, because a lot of jerks have been religious leaders especially especially recently mm-hmm. that i think a lot of i think the positive aspects of religion have been a very uh forgotten because of how inflammatory and used for horrible things i would love to talk about oh that's it. good yeah i mean we could go into like the rise of fundamentalist christianity sure, and sure. how it's kind of just taking over yeah uh that'd be absolutely great i oh. think it's dying though you think so yeah i think if, if you look at every and this is something why I don't stress out too much. Uh, pendulums. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've known I know a lot of evangelical Christians and like fundamentalist Christians who are. There seems to be a movement towards almost more liberal and traditional aspects of Christianity. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in response to the like far fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting is like the Catholic Church sort of did that and now a lot of the young I've met a lot of young Catholic priests who are very uh, very fundamentalist really yeah okay so it's very weird how like everything sort of keeps course correcting like Mm -hmm. if one thing goes too far to the right it's gonna start going left and vice versa yeah so oh wow yeah that's fascinating yeah let's get you back on here and let's talk about that we'll do season two uh, of that one I think this is only like 13 episodes this season, so awesome. we'll have to get you on back. Uh, but just to wrap up, memes, I don't think they are... Yeah, what's in, your final thought? They're not inherently psychopathic, okay. I don't think. But they are a great tool for manipulators. Yes. Like, an incredible tool. And I think probably the one biggest piece of uh, cultural ma- manipulation that we have right now are these memes and these uh, fake news sites and things yeah. like that, but just sharing on social media. So I think the people at the top, if we do have psychopaths as uh, you know heads of any state department, I think that was absolutely something I would utilize. Yeah, I just think, well, look at all these rubes who shared this meme that I know was totally fake. Yeah, and, uh, you know maybe they won't vote on that gun bill. You know something like that. Sure. Uh, which is absolutely terrible, but it's it's happening. Yeah. It's true. And uh, I think that's... I don't see it ending anytime soon, but we just need to wake up just a little bit and just learn that it's okay. The internet is a huge place. We can fact check stuff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is it worth... I always think, is it worth the joke? And <laughs> I try and think twice before I share. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm not always good at it. 
<laughs> as I'm sure like the tag meme. Uh, I don't know proofs, but uh, I like that. Yeah, tag I think meme. trying to think if it if it doesn't if it sounds way too crazy to be true, mm-hmm. it probably is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know what, listeners, we love you. Uh, double check your memes. Double course. check them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen Armando. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. Hey, it's great to have you. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much, sir. All right.